Thanks for staying with us here on This Week in Louisiana Agriculture. We're going to continue with our meeting of the candidates for governor of the great state of Louisiana. Joining me now is Richard Nelson, current member of the House, but hoping to be governor of Louisiana. Richard, thanks for joining us on Twilight. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about your background, because I understand you are an attorney, you've, you're an engineer as well, but also you served in the State Department for a while and have pretty much seen the world. Absolutely. So I uh, grew up in Mandeville, uh, was an Eagle Scout valedictorian in Mandeville High, uh, went to LSU after that, got a degree in biological engineering at LSU, uh, then went on to law school right after that, and then uh, joined the Foreign Service of the U.S. Department of State, um, went all around the world. Uh, we lived in Washington, D.C., uh, Germany, and the uh, former Soviet Republic of Georgia, not to be confused with the Atlanta State. and the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're there and then um, moved back to Washington and um, spent two more years in Washington and during that time, I managed a bunch of security projects in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Pakistan. And then after that, my wife and I, we'd had two kids by then, and we said, hey, I think it's time to move home. So we came back to Mandeville and, you know, ran for office, you know, shortly after that. So I just came back in 2017 and got elected in 2019. You know, my, we didn't have any, don't have really any connections. We just went out and worked really hard and were able to, to win the election in 2019. And I've been in the House since then. Well, that election in 2019, it was a little bit different for you. I remember hearing you talk about it before that uh, this was kind of an interesting foray into politics for you. How'd you get in? Yeah, so my, you know, people ask me all the time, they say I'm a little bit younger, they think my parents must be in politics. So my dad was an IRS agent, like pretty much the most unpopular person probably in the state of Louisiana, right? So, um, but my wife and I, we went and knocked on 5,000 doors and we really just uh, were able to, you know, kind of stand out in the crowded field, which is similar to the, the gubernatorial race, obviously, right? So uh, we really just outworked the other people. They had more money, they had more name recognition, they had all those things, but yeah, we worked harder and we had a good message. So in your run for governor, in your vision for Louisiana, where does agriculture fall in that? Because it is quite an important industry, the biggest industry in this state. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, Louisiana has so many things going for it. I think agriculture is really one. I mean, I think we, we have these really, I think, natural strengths. You know, you have agriculture, we have oil and gas, we have, you know, the Mississippi River as transportation links. And what I think we've done is for the last 100 years, we've really used kind of these strengths as a crutch on bad policy, right? Instead of using it as a competitive advantage. I think it's really important that you look at things like agriculture and you say, well, how can we make it better? How can we grow? And then how can we use that to really, you know, advance, advance, you know, I think down the production line, right? Not just grow the crops, like how can we process them? How can we create the final products? And then how can we ship them out to the world? I think that it's a, it's a very important piece of the puzzle in order to build the future of Louisiana, I think, and to, uh, you know, expand our presence down the value added chain. And that's where I would look at agriculture as like really this, this really natural advantage that I think we can really leverage to build a new state that's even better. Talking about building a new state, you've talked about building a new tax system for this state. Tell me a little bit about your plans or your, you know, the bill you had in this session uh, to do away with the state income tax and what would that entail? Sure. So, you know, when you look at states like Texas and Florida, they're right down the street from us. They've grown six times faster than us in the last 10 years. And Louisiana has really been falling behind them for a very long time. You know, the last time we added a congressional seat, which was the last time we actually grew faster than the rest of the country, was 1910. So over 100 years ago. Meanwhile, Texas and Florida are picking up congressional seats basically every census. So I think it's one of these things where we have to look at the systems that work. And I think one of the things that's really holding us back is our tax system. You know, it was essentially created by Huey Long 100 years ago to 
you know, really focus power and control in Baton Rouge so that that is where, uh, you know, all the decisions, that's where all the money really flows. Local governments really can't solve people's problems. If you need a road, uh, you really have to go to Baton Rouge and beg for your pet money that you're paying in income taxes and you're paying in sales taxes. You have to beg to get that money back and get that road fixed. It doesn't work that way in these other states. Most of that money stays locally. And I think especially if you're in a more rural area, you know, you don't have the representation to come to Baton Rouge and bring that money and get that money back. You just, there's just not there. So you really end up, I think, getting the, the short end of that stick. But so if you have it where you don't have an income tax, most of the money is raised and spent locally, I think you end up with a system where it solves, uh, people's tax money really goes much further in solving their own problems. I know one of the places with, that our farmers and ranchers would be concerned concerning any changes to the tax code are the exemptions for feed, seed, fertilizer that are currently here and every other state in the union. Your plan, where would, where would that fall? So I don't touch any of the existing exemptions, uh, any of the ones that are currently in place. I don't touch them for, especially in the sales tax realm. Um, I, I did expand the taxation on services to match Texas in order to offset some of the losses from the getting rid of the income tax. But that doesn't, that don't, I don't think there's any impact on any of those inputs. Uh, it's mostly like, you know, um, I think uh, dog grooming and, you know, some landscaping things, you know, some kind of more, I think, niche items that Texas taxes in order to make some extra revenue. Uh, and really, I think that's the, the, the key of the plan is trying to broaden the base of both the property tax and the sales tax so that you have, I think, a, a more equitable distribution where everybody pays something and that is a better way of, uh, you know, everyone having a lower rate that everybody pays something into the, into the pot so that, you know, we don't have a system that we have now where you really have Baton Rouge determining who the winners and losers are. You know, if you hire your lobbyists, they go down there and they get you your special carve out then you're going to be okay, but everybody else ends up paying for it. Um, it's really looking at how do we get a broad base, how do we make it so that Louisiana's system is very competitive compared to Texas and Florida, Tennessee, these states that are doing really well. So there are five Republicans in this race. You're one of those five. How do you differentiate yourself from those other Republicans and uh, eventually make it into the runoff? Well, obviously, I'm the oldest, so I think that really helps me. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I, so I think that, you know, honestly, I think my, my age is, um, it, it's important in that it shows the perspective that I have, right? Yeah, I'm you're not, 36. Let's I'm not, yeah, 36. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not running just for the next four years. Like, I'm trying to fix the state for the next 40 years because I'm going to be here. My kids are going to be here. And that's really, I think, the perspective that we have to have. Um, I think in government in general, uh, we very have a, a really short-term view of things. We say, you know, what can I spend money on today and I don't really care about tomorrow because I'm not going to be there, I'm not going to be elected. You know, how do I get to my next election? But so I think when you're, when you're only 36, you're looking at it as I want to change, I want to turn this battleship around and I recognize it might not happen in the next four years, but I want to lay the foundation so that 40 years from now, they look back on it and say, this is where we changed the course of Louisiana's future. This is where we went a different road. Instead of continuously declining and losing to all these other states, you know, we turn the, we turn the corner and I think that that's, you know, the perspective that I bring, and also I think the um, desire to make these big changes. Like, really, I mean, like, I'll be around when these big changes have finally come to fruition, and I think that's why we need them, like, like changing our tax system, making it more competitive, like fixing education. Education changes take a long time to come into effect, but my kids are nine, seven, and five. Like, they will be able to experience those changes if you make a, a good education system that's really able to, I think, educate the next, um, you know, the next round and the future of Louisiana, it'll change everything. And so I think being younger gives me that perspective, gives me that drive and fight. I'll tell you, it's going to take a lot of energy. These are big problems that we have here. 
Uh, I say all the time, if Louisiana was just average, we'd all live four years longer and get a 33% raise. You know, that's the scope of our problems. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's going to take big ideas. I think it's going to take a lot of energy and boldness in order to address them. And that's what I bring to the table that I think the other candidates really, really are just lacking. So 2019, ran for your first race, and now, with, after one term, you're running for governor. What was it in that four-year experience of being at the state capitol that made you say, you know what, I can do that? Yeah, it's a combination of things. I mean, I, obviously, um, you know, I'm 36. I'm an engineer attorney, former diplomat. I lived all over the world. I, I don't really waste my time. Um, and so being in the House, I've, I've been there long enough to see the problems. I, I see how it works which I think is invaluable. Like having served in the legislature, you know, you have to know that process or you're not gonna accomplish anything as governor because you have to work with the legislature as governor. Um, I think that's really, really critical. I think you also, uh, what, I, what I did realize though is the limitations. You know, there are limitations in being one of 144 and only being there two to three months out of the year. You can't really implement these big changes. You know, I've, I've fought these battles. You know, I've brought the bills to get rid of the income tax and restructure the system. You know, I've brought bills to fix our education system and make improvements to that. But it's difficult to do that on a part-time, you know, one out of 144 basis. Huey Long, for all his faults, made the governor the guy that really calls the shots in Louisiana. So he has a lot of power to do a lot of good, but it also means that the legislature is, you know, kind of second chair to that. And so um, also the governor vetoed my very first bill. So <laughs> as soon as the governor vetoed my first bill, I said, you know, maybe this is where you got to be if you want to get things done, right? You got to be in the other chair. But I think in reality, the governor has the power to really change the course of Louisiana. And I, you know, I've, I've seen that in the legislature. I've learned the things that I need to learn and fix, you know, uh, really examine the problems very deeply to figure out what needs to be done. And so I think as governor, you can actually implement them. You know, I fought the battles in the legislature. I think I can win them in the governor's office. Well, I think it's interesting that you've taken that fire that from that one veto and turned that into <laughs> a run for governor. I appreciate yeah. you taking time to be on this, this week in Louisiana agriculture. Richard Nelson, state representative and candidate for governor. Thanks so much. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks. If you'd like to watch this interview, you can find that in the show notes below. Also, if you'd like to hear other interviews with other candidates, stay tuned, subscribe. We will have more of those coming over the next few weeks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.